Ladies and gentlemen, the recipients of the National Jefferson Award and the number one New York Times best-selling author, your host, Dave Pelzer. Hello, America and world at large. This is your host, Dave Pelzer, as always, speaking to you in my own voice. More than ever, attempting to try to save America and the world at large from itself, starting with me. And as always, folks, uh, we live in a busy world, a different busy world. And I just want to thank you for all your time and and your correspondence and prayers and so forth. And and more importantly, giving us a listen. We're getting, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're getting a pretty good following, and I greatly appreciate that. And it means a great deal to me. If you're new to the show, I just recommend listening to two or three shows. If it's not for you, that's fine. It's a different type of show. Uh, uh, which I try my best to give you good information to make sure that no matter how, how dark things are or as, as pressured as we feel, that we can and should get through it, whether it's COVID or a, a war from overseas or, God forbid, there's a medical situation or a divorce or your heart is just so filled with pain, you will get through this. We're going to give you good informational advice. Keep your chin up. Keep your eyes on the horizon and take one step, one step forward. You can probably already tell if you're new to the show, I am not the best of hosts, hostess. I'm not the best host, (laughs) but I will give you my best, my absolute best. And I am just so grateful to do this, to have this opportunity. It makes me want to be a better person, to keep on keeping on and trying and so forth, because no one on this earth is perfect. No one has all the answers. None of us have a fraction of the answers and what's put in front of us. You know, and sometimes it can be heart-wrenching. And I'm very proud of all of us for banding together and, 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 and getting through uh, the worst part, hopefully, of, of the pandemic. Now they're talking endemic. And I'm just grateful for this opportunity. So thank you very much. And as always, our first... And most important question is, how are you? How are you doing today? How are you doing right in the now? How are you doing? Please take good care of yourself. Get your exercise, take your walks, meditation, yoga, yogurt, whatever. You know, I always say, bring on the haagen mix in the Slim Fast, because it all works out in the end. But with all that's going on in, in our world today, it seems like uh, we, we almost seem, seems like I think we lifted the, in n- Northern California, Sonoma County. We, 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 we banned the mask on a Tuesday and Wednesday. And then a couple of days later, the fit hit the shan. <laughs> I said that carefully. The fit hit the shan. <laughs> Got that from our good friend William H. Macy from Wag the Dog. Hmm. Parallel there. What's going on in Ukraine, per se, these poor people. We'll talk more on that later. But I'm just trying to convey there's always going to be something. And it's so important that you take care of yourself so you can take care of others. That's why we're seeing a little bit of burnout in the medical field because these folks, God bless them. I have a friend of mine, he works seven days a week at a local hospital, local urgent care up in the uh, north of... Uh, the Sea Ranch area, God bless him. Dr. Phil, good firefighter, good friend, good man. And a lot of these folks are just slowly, slowly getting burnt out. 
And it's so important, particularly as we get older, I'm talking to myself now, to take care of yourself, your physical being, your spiritual being, and your mental being. Take good care of yourself. And all that you do, please take care of you. Well, folks, as, as I've said, there's always something going on in the world. You know, there's always some type of situation. And, and it's weird. Uh, uh, we had a, a shooting nearby a couple weeks ago. And, and, and it's just amazing. We had SWAT and, 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 and the C, uh, CHP and the Sonoma County Sheriff's Department just running through. And, and you kind of feel, that can't happen here. Well, I think because of COVID, we, 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 anything can happen. And we're getting a lot of questions, and, and I'm going to try to answer as many as I can into the show. And one question we get continually is, is when will things return to normal? answer as we've said before this is the new normal i think for my generation i'm just kind of spitballing here my generation that the, the, the calm years were the clinton years believe it or not <laughs> particularly a- after things settled down in his second term of office I, I i we had a new thing called internet which everybody thought myself included was a fad and email you've got mail uh, 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 it was very peaceful then. I mean, yes, uh, there was Somalia and Haiti and so forth and peacekeeping missions, but overall, I think that was the most peaceful time, at least in my generation. And then, of course, you know, uh, after that, well, even before that, I mean, my, my parents' generation was the greatest generation in World War II. They were raised in the Depression, didn't have a lot of things. You suffered greatly. And then World War II... And then uh, our generation, uh, we had, uh, you know, 9-11 happen, and that really changed. That To me, that was the beginning of World War III, I believe. And and then after that, you know, too big to fail 2008, for goodness sakes. It's always boom, boom, boom. And this is the new norm, whether it's COVID and, and the variants that, that, that go with that. This is the new norm, for goodness sakes. And, and, and speaking of COVID, let's give you a COVID update. As of today, our broadcast on March uh, 26th, year of our Lord, 2022, uh, the U.S. has had nine over 975,000 deaths. Yesterday, it was just under uh, 900 deaths. Average uh, seven day is just under 800, 796 deaths. And like the, the, the ill Terminator series, I'll be back. There's that new variant, the BA subvariant. It's here. It was supposed to be released. We talked about it on the show. The CDC predicted the new variant is going to be released on April 19th. Wow. And again, it's like you release movies at certain dates or there's a birthday on a certain date or a wedding to go to. But they, the, the CDC predicted the new variant by the... And I'm glad they didn't say April 20th, by the way. If you're a historian, April 20th was... Uh, the bohemian artist's birthday, uh, Adolf Hitler. But bottom line, to be serious for a second, the, the new uh, BA subvariant is here. It's said to spread 80% faster. And in the last two weeks, uh, 50% of COVID cases are the, from the new variant. However, 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 Dr. Fauci, the great Dr. Fauci, God bless him, does not expect the surge. Himself and the CDC predicts that if there is going to be a surge, it's probably going to be in the winter months for obvious reasons. So the question is, Dave, should I get rid of my mask? Uh, L to the no. Heck no. 
Keep your mask. Put them in your glove box. Keep them in your purse. Have them at the ready, particularly because I'm going to start flying here and I'm, I'm already stocking up on my mask because when you fly, you still have to have your mask and your proof of, of shots, if I'm correct. Uh, uh, I know with the, the major airlines, they want to see a proof of a shot. So please don't ditch your mask. Because again, you, you never can tell what's going to happen. It's, and and it's, I, I, always, I recommend to keep them in your medical bag. I carry a medical bag all the time for obvious reasons as a you know, first responder, former first responder. So I'm just saying, please keep your mask and for your kids as well. The bottom line is this, this is just part of the new world of COVID. We have to adjust, whether it's the flu or getting a shot. And that's another question. Dave, should I get my booster shots? Yes. There's even talk about a fourth shot that they might recommend. My, I'm, my only concern is, you know, what's not in my lifetime, but what's going to happen if you're a young person with all these shots that we're getting? What's going to be the effects 10, 20, 30 years down the road? But for now, if you need a booster shot, get your shot. Some people say, Dave, when I got my booster shot, I was down for 24 hours. Then I recommend when you get your shot, Scheduling the next day off, just in case. Just in case. You're not feeling well or achy. Uh, I got my booster shot. My arm was sore for a couple days. But other than that, I was okay. I've known people that they're, they're just in bed for 24 hours. You know, they're going to the bathroom. They can't get out of bed. And, you know, they just have to struggle through it. Everybody is different. But if you need to get a shot, please get your shot. Plan maybe the next day off. Don't overexert yourself. So, with that being said, let's kind of talk about this. Uh, we've got a lot of questions about the, the war in Ukraine, and it is a war. It's not a training exercise. As, as, as I can't, I, I'm just, folks, I'm dumbfounded by this whole thing. I, I, I just, it just breaks the heart. It, it, it really does, what we're seeing in Ukraine. But at the same time, we're seeing such bravery and honesty per se i i i mean the the raw the, the the rawness of this this is i mean this to me is gosh darn to put it in visual simplistic terms years ago i think it was 1983 there was a star wars movie return of the jedi and this the the evil empire stormtroopers were going one-on-one -on -one against the ewoks and the ewoks were kicking the stormtroopers butts it kind of reminds me a little bit of this, or from the, hist the historic side, it reminds me of the holy warriors of Afghanistan, the Mahajin against, oh my God, <laughs> the Soviet Union. And how did, that, how did that end? Didn't end good for the Soviets. And, and, and this is a David and Goliath story. It truly, truly is. And, but back in the day, of, of, of the Afghan war, you know, the, this, the, the Soviets still controlled the press. A lot didn't leak out. Now, because of technology, with, uh, I was, I'm not a big fan of social media, but now because of, you know, smartphones and UB2B and so forth, I mean, you, they, they, there's, there's protesters all over in Russia. All over. And they're filming these kids coming back in coffins. And I don't think the Russians are very happy with this. And I don't think they can control it. Back in the day, uh, if you remember Joseph Stalin, 
They lost, Stalin put millions and millions and millions of people in what's called gulag. It's, it's a concentration camp, death camps. They, they, in World War II, Stalin lost, uh, I think it was 11.4 million people to the Great Patriotic War, World War II, in the defense of Rodinia, Rodinia being motherland, da. And yet, during his reign, Stalin's reign, they had 20 million people who died, who died in the gulags. And, and you can't, how many people can you arrest, can Putin arrest or detain or send away? I mean, it's just this, this, this thing is collapsing upon itself. And I think there's already, desper- I'm seeing desperation. By that, uh, uh, there, there's something called a vacuum bomb. They've already deployed vacuum bombs. And it's not per se against the Geneva Conven- Convention, but it's pretty damn close to it. And what this vacuum bomb does it's 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 a vacuum device. It's called FAE, a fuel air explosive device, and it uses oxygen from the surrounding air to generate a high temperature explosion. Basically, when the bomb detonates, air is sucked up. If you're in the blast radius, you just lost your vital organs. And from what I understand, it's extremely painful the moment you die. Uh, let me see. Tonnage-wise, TNT equivalent is 11 tons. That's 22,000 pounds of explosives. has a blast radius of just under 500 feet. Why would they use something like this if, 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 if this... I, I really think they thought this was going to be... Or Putin, pardon me, thought this was going to be easy-schmeasy for him. That he could just roll in... And the Ukrainian people are like, okay, come over, have some coffee, have some tea. All right, let's have brunch. Okay, let's have, we got vodka, you want vodka? Everybody get the vodka. I don't think Putin thought that these people would stand up as much as they've had. As of yesterday, March 25th, they, they, <laughs> they somehow destroyed a ship. Oh, my gosh. I mean, imagine swimming out there or, or somehow bombing it. They bombed a they 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 destroyed a Russian ship. It, it it's I'm not laughing at the situation. I'm truly not because it's heart wrenching. But I really believe I, I I I wish I was on the inside of this, or I'm sure someone is talking sense, hopefully talking sense into Putin saying, "Dude, you've already lost the war. How will it end?" Well, first off, it's, I think it's already lost. But the first thing you have to do, what did Churchill say? The first casualty in any war is the truth. The first thing in any campaign, in any upcoming war, is you have to cast a villain. And he didn't do that. Putin's best line was, I think I know this, you don't. Trust me. Mm, hold it. Does that sound familiar? I know this, you don't. Trust me. Hmm. I think it's the same script that's being passed around. But bottom line is you have to cast a villain. Uh, it took years for the corporal messenger boy. Yeah, Adolf Hitler was a messenger boy on a bicycle in World War One. The bohemian artist, the frustrated bohemian artist. It took years for then-Chancellor Hitler 
uh, I think it was Chancellor 1933. It took years to craft a story against the Jews. Yeah, years. And Hitler was the one who coined the phrase, if the lie is big enough, it's harder to disprove. Years to say that the, the reason why you're not, the, that, that we pure Aryans are not doing well is because of the Jews. They make more money. You don't. They're somehow oppressing you. If it wasn't for these people, we would be happy. We, we, we would be doing great. And it took years and years and seeds and so much propaganda until everybody rose, the Aryans rose up and joined the Nazi party. Hey, man. And that didn't work well at all. We, we had an overnight villain on December the 8th when President uh, Roosevelt, what was it? This yesterday, December 7th, will be a day that will live in infamy. We were suddenly and deliberately attacked by the Imperial Naval Forces against Pearl Harbor. That speech was well-written, well-crafted, and we had a villain. We, 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 we had a villain, per se. Bush, Boo, as I call him, W. Boo, Jr., Bush tried to craft a villain with Saddam Hussein, and he just couldn't sell it. I'll never forget whether he was asked, whether it was President Bush that was asked, Rummisfeld was asked, anybody that was asked, why are we thinking about going to war against Iraq? And the one who sold it, which was most unfortunate, was Secretary of State Colin Powell. He was used, as far as I'm concerned, because I was on the fence. But again, when I saw Colin Powell in the United Nations saying, hey, they're after chemical weapons. They've got the capacity for mobile chemical weapons. I'm like, Oh, my gosh. I was a former chemical warfare defense instructor in the Air Force back in my time. So when I saw Secretary of State at the United Nations lay it down, I'm like, this is it. We've, I've, 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 I've got to give my support because generals don't lie. We have to craft a villain to unite everybody, to sacrifice, to strain, to be part of the clog, cog, part of that machinery, per se. And Putin... I, I just don't understand after all the months of prep, again, what was it, that 42-mile convoy that most likely can be seen from the International Space Station, like the, uh, the Great Wall of China. 42 miles does not happen overnight. The prep work involved. I don't, I, 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 he didn't sell it, and I think, I, I, I think he's surprised that people just didn't lay down and say, oh, my God, you're a genius. You're a genius. We have to go to war against Ukraine because uh, they're, they're, they're fascists. They're Nazis. And again, the president of Ukraine is Jewish. So I, I, I don't know what the heck happened there. And, and again, it's just desperate. And, and what can you expect from the Soviet Union or from Russia? Anything. And the, the Afghan war, that country made bombs for children. They had bombs and toys deliberately so kids can find a toy on the ground that magically appeared overnight because they were dropped from the air and to blow off their hands, their legs, an appendage. Who, how can you think like that? Or they use, and people forget this, chemical weapons, nerve agents against 
the Soviet or against the Afghan people. So what can we expect? I, I, I guess anything. They've already bombed an orphanage. Someone in the Soviet press said, oh, no, uh, uh, well, we kind of had to bomb it because we knew that there were <coughs> uh, uh, fascist Nazis uh, living in the basement. Yes, yes. Little babies who slipped out of the womb, raised their hand, and, and, and somehow that was mistaken as, as, as a salute to the Fuhrer. Unbelievable. And but here's my concern, though. In war, things, it's called the fog of war. Things happen. Accidents happen. Which, which, which kind of spins off into this, research and development. The Soviet, or pardon me, back in the day of the Soviet Union, I mean, they would just, just churn out, you know, 100 tanks a month, 500 tanks a month. Were they the best tanks? No. Did they barely run? Barely. But everything was about numbers to the Soviet Union. We, in research and development, spend a great deal of time, a great deal of money on our research and development. We're more finite uh, when, when, when it's, 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 it's targeting. When we target a building, unclassified. Uh, I, I, I've talked to some people, they say that they have the blueprints. They know the certain type of concrete reinforcement. Uh, 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 when they bomb a building, we bomb a building. Is it daytime or nighttime? They don't want collateral damage. They want to do. We don't want to do anything near a hospital or a school. Do accidents happen? Yes. Uh, when we lace a target, unclassified, it's in the less than a few feet. When the Soviets they just churn everything out, and maybe you know their 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 targeting systems are not as good as ours. And they'd rather just what's called fire and forget, just blast blast the hell out of this 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 area. Hence, you know, that's the only justification I can come up with when, when they bombed an orphanage. I pray it wasn't deliberate. I pray, but I I just I just don't understand. It's 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 like a, the Chernobyl, and there was a book called um, Midnight at Chernobyl. And again, I've already said that there was a uh, HBO special. Chernobyl could have been prevented. One of the main reasons why Chernobyl failed is they had cheap parts and they wanted to be built on the quick to announce to the world, we have the finest, biggest nuclear power plant in the world. Everything about the Soviet Union and Russia is the biggest, the best. Mm -hmm. You know, Sputnik, Yuri Gagarin, we're ahead of everybody. It's not really in the case. What frightens me, ladies and gentlemen, with all these bombs and missiles going off is that the country of Ukraine has 15 nuclear power plants. And something can happen. It's just, it's just to me, a major, major concern. Another concern I have is, is the fact that the, their, their nuclear forces are on high alert. What, why? Why? Is that a bluff? Are we playing poker here? That hasn't happened, ladies and gentlemen, to my knowledge, since um, October 1962, the Cuban Missile Crisis, uh, 13 days in October. I've studied the Cuban Missile Crisis backwards and forwards. That's, that's a huge thing. I know they still teach that, the, 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 the psychology and strategy 
at war colleges for senior officers and senior NCOs, non-commissioned officers. This is a huge thing. It's called DEFCON, DEFCON 5, Defense Condition 5. We're normally at 4. And I think it got to 2 during the Cuban Missile Crisis, or as some people say, one minute to midnight. So why are nuclear forces on high alert against, uh, maybe because they, maybe the Russians think, uh, we're going to get involved or have nukes or so forth, or maybe China's going to slip in. I don't know. But this is getting to be a pretty scary situation. What I'm really trying to convey on this is, is that I really think that Putin has become an island onto himself. There were protesters in his country by the tens of thousands. And I'm grateful for that. It sounds, it sounds terrible, but we're all, what did, what did Kennedy say? We are all human. We all breathe the same air. Problems are started by man. Problems can be solved by man. I pray that somehow this thing can be resolved, but it's just, right now, it just seems to be a terrible, terrible situation. Uh, there's a, I saw something that was scary but at the same time, beautiful. There was a uh, meeting last week, a private meeting in Moscow with some of the members of the consulate and some military officers. And you have to understand, the Soviet or the Russian military officer, they're, they're emotionless. You can't read them. They don't even blink. They're like robots. You know, hey, how's the kids? Da. How's your health? Yet. All they'd say is yes, no, yes, no. They don't talk. Hey, how's that golf game? Oh, I golfed 20 under par. I did very good yesterday. Very, very good. I love the game of golf. It's fantastic. They don't, they just don't. They're very, you know, they're trained to be cold and calculating. There was a, a meeting, and, and one of the senior officers, uh, I cannot pronounce his name, Elian, Major General Elian, they, 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 this one gentleman of, of, with the committee, the U.S. side, he was just watching his body language and, and went up to him uh, after the, or as the meeting ended and said, Sir, how are you doing? And he said, and I can't believe I'm reading this, this thing is tragic. I am very deeply depressed about this matter. And this is coming from a two-star general. The after-action report was written, and it said, there was fire in his eyes, and he was flustered. His demeanor left a cold chill down the spine. And this is, I mean, there, you can only you know, sweep things under the carpet for so long. There's young soldiers of the Russian army that are basically defecting. They're laying down their weapons. They just want to go home. They, they, they were told weeks ago, this is simply a training exercise. How can you tell young men and women of your army, we have to bomb this orphanage? You, you, can't, you can't suppress that in this day and age. So it's not only from those in the field, but the upper echelons of 
the Russian army that are so ill-affected. And again, I don't understand why. What is the reason why Putin has, has, has done this? Is it another land grab? Does he want to get all of the satellite nations uh, uh, that the Soviet Union had back in their day? I really believe, ladies and gentlemen, that, you know, how, how is this going to end? This, this thing is already lost. It's just how Putin chooses to lose. There's, we, we've seen this for many years, something called suicide by cop. And I've actually seen suicide by arson. Does Putin want to do suicide by war? I just don't know. It's, it's just a terrible, terrible situation. I, I hate to say this, and I'm trying to be very careful here. But I kind of see this as an Operation Valkyrie. Did you know that there were 42 attempts to take out Hitler? 42 separate attempts. The most grandiose was by, uh, a, 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 I think, a colonel. A, a colonel, And it was called Operation Valkyrie. And they did a... Uh, uh, it was a, that was a movie with Tommy Cruise. Initially, by the way, people don't know this, um, they had Tommy, Mr. Cruise speak German and and they 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 showed you know part of the film to see you know with an audience and they said oh my god people are laughing at his german accent so they had to redub the whole film you know in in english per se but that was they did a pretty good job i remember reading the book on this years ago but what i'm trying to convey is someone i'm sure there's got to be so much concern over this because of the cost involved the physical cost the cost of lives on both sides and the fact that there's so many people going to the Ukraine, going to Poland to try to help out. I can see this also as a, uh, there, I think 1946-47, the Berlin Airlift, in which planes took off and landed within minutes of each other to feed the people of West Germany. When again, hello, the Soviet Union, you know, the Great Wall, they closed it down, they shut it down. It's, it is amazing to me, in times of, of, of strife, you find out who you are or what your beliefs truly are. And there's so many people that I know that, that want to, including your host, to somehow go there and do something to help these people out. And again, world opinion is a big thing. The oligarchs are getting going crazy. One guy lost his, 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 his yacht, a billion, with a B, billion-dollar yacht. Boom. The ruble is nothing. They haven't uh, been trading on the market. I think they just did it yesterday for a couple hours. Uh, and, of course, what really is terrible is the Russian people are the ones that are going to suffer. I don't see Putin missing a meal. I just, it's, this, 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 this is a terrible, terrible tragedy. The biggest refugee situation we've had in decades and decades, for goodness sakes. So, I, real, I mean, on the comical side, you know, where's my James Bond? Daniel Craig, where are you? We need Daniel Craig and Tommy Cruise and all the expendables and go over there and just take care of this guy. But on a serious note, ladies and gentlemen, I've, I just read this, and it's just, 
hard to say. Over 10 million people of Ukraine have fled their homes. 10 million. Now let's just take a sip, stop for a second, and just ask yourself, how many people live in your state? How many people live in, in, in your county? And then count that and multiply that. 10 million, 10 million people have fled their homes. And as of this broadcast, 3.6 million refugees have fled Ukraine, which gives me a concern. A lot of them are going to, uh, to Poland. And I want you to just kind of think about it in this, in the, in this fashion. Uh, we love our families. We love our kids. We love our kids' kids. We love everybody. Imagine relatives come to visit. Okay. Okay, maybe a little summer vacation. A few days here, a couple weeks at the most. And after a while, you're going, I love you, but you have to leave. <laughs> you're taking up a lot of the toilet paper. You're eating the stuff from my refrigerator. Uh, you got, I love you, but you got to go. So imagine... As time goes on, and God bless Poland, uh, they're, they're, they're working a good program. I mean, they've really got this thing going. But after something's going to happen, there's going to be uh, maybe a robbery. There's going to be a mugging. There's, you know, maybe a, a party or alcohol or something's going to happen to ignite a situation. And I, if I'm correct, they have just under 2 million people in Poland as of this broadcast, 2 million in President Biden. God bless him, went to visit there and so forth. And he, seen, he said, I've seen a lot of this, but I've never seen anything like this during the course of his political career. And it's just, it's just, I, I, it just saddens me, you know, it, it, to, to, to flee your home. And these are very, very proud people. And, you know, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, you know, the world still turns. And I believe this. I believe the war will be lost. But at what price of these people that didn't do anything, as far as I'm concerned, that I know about? The price that these young men from the armies, this, the, the, the Russian armies will pay for? The price of people voicing their opinions and yet are thrown or arrested or thrown away in a, in, in a jail that they never may not never see their families again? This is a massive crisis, but again, the world still turns, and again, I truly believe humanity will always shine in the darkest of lights. I do wish the, the people of Ukraine the very, very best, as I wish you the very, very best, because again, ladies and gentlemen, it's always some thing, whether it's a health issue or a sort of finance issue or something's wrong with the car or Johnny needs braces. And that's why I say more than ever, take a step back. Take care of yourself. Do something nice for yourself. I remember the, uh, the war in the Gulf, uh, uh, Desert Storm, 1991. I was involved with that. And President Bush Sr., he was golfing. And, and, and the press is like, how can you golf at a time like this? It says, well, it helps me to relax. It helps me to clear my head because I know tomorrow's going to be another day. There's a saying, um, there was a film called Empire of the Sun. John Malkovich was in it. And a very young, young man was in it, his first starring role, who eventually got the Oscar for The Fighter. 
and did the trilogy series Batman, Christian Bale. That was little Christian Bale in the film. And little, little Christian Bale's character is befriended by John Malkovich. And John Malkovich says something brilliant. Because the little kid's just frantic. I see he's lost his parents, separated from his parents. He's in a, uh, he's in a Japanese camp. And he's just going crazy because he doesn't have any answers. He doesn't know what to do. And John Malkovich just kind of like calms him down and says, stop. You need to listen. The first 10 days of the war and the last 10 days of the war are critical. you got to watch your footing. After that, it just becomes a machine onto itself. And I've seen it in, 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 you know, when I was in the service. I've seen it as a fire captain when we had those massive wildland fires uh, uh, you go to a staging base and the first two or three days there's only maybe 20 engines and things are kind of you know scattered but as more personnel and machinery comes into play there's a system there's logistics there's where you get your batteries your food your fuel medical supplies all the things you need you go to these different areas you know and the, it, it's a machine onto itself I remember we stopped counting at uh, 400 engines uh, 2017 the Tubbs fire <laughs> And that was just one staging area, for goodness sakes. So what I'm trying to convey is don't get too caught up over something that we can't really control. Also, a piece of advice, I know you know this, there's a lot of scammers out there. Don't be surprised if you get an email or something like that. Help the people of Ukraine. Donate your money to this. Don't do it. Go to uh, a source uh, uh, that, that you trust. Like I know, uh, uh, was it Headline News, CNN? They, they've, they've said, we've already vetted these people. We know they're good. And you want to make sure that 100% of your donations is going to that cause. That's so important because there are some laws that say, well, legally, it's only 10%. But thank you for helping us out. So I'm just trying to say think before you just press that button, for goodness sakes. So, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to convey to take care of yourself and here's a piece maybe we can do uh, solidarity I, I everybody knows i love to plant flowers and i promise to do a show here soon that's not so serious i know there's questions about the movie or the new book and all that stuff and we'll do i've got to, i want to tell you the story i was going to try to do it for you last time but i couldn't it's entitled no act of kindness will go unpunished it's a cute story <laughs> And, of course, uh, I somehow screwed up when I was trying to do something nice. We'll, we'll try to do something that next time if we can. But everybody knows I love planting flowers. I just love spring. You know, I'm so proud. I got these two hanging balls. And it has these beautiful vines, bright green vines that I planted months ago. And now they're just all over. And I planted my little impatience in between that. So these beautiful bright flowers are bubbling out against the vines and so forth. And I'm thinking if you're planting, your springtime planting, if you're planting, here's what I recommend. Why don't you plant a few sunflowers? Yep. That's the Ukrainian flower, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe, and I, I did this uh, uh, already because of the, uh, the, the, the prices going up. I... I made a mistake the, a couple, last year it was like three dollars and 67 cents a gallon yesterday it was like 670 a gallon 
So a couple weeks ago, what I did before they went up, I, 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 I knew the prices were going to go up, so I bought gas cards. I bought 10 gas cards for $10 each. And, and I remember giving it out to one lady. It was kind of, this is a cute story. Uh, 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 I gave it to this one lady. I saw her, and she was just, you can tell she was filling up, but she was not having a good day. And I, you know, identified myself. I says, how are you doing? And this lady just almost broke down in front of me. She says, I'm having the worst day of my life. And I'm, oh, my goodness, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. She says, no, it's okay. My mother just died. My mother just died unexpectedly. She died today. And, and, and I gave her a couple of, I said, hang on a second. And I gave her, I was going to give her one. <laughs> I even said, here's a gas card for 10 bucks. And she looked at me like, really? Are you joking? <laughs> like, that's all. <laughs> you can get basically a gallon of gas for 10 bucks. <laughs> so I said, hang on a second. I'll be back. You get to the chopper. Uh, I went to the car again and got another one. I says, well, here's another one for $10. And it was so beautiful and unexpected. She just gave me a hug. This total stranger just gave me a hug. And I hugged her back. And it was, it was, it was that moment. What I'm trying to convey is, you know, an unexpected moment for both of us. And it made me feel good that she trusted me enough that I can give her a gift that she can receive unexpectedly. And she can show her humanity by per se, hugging me back. I know it's stupid and it doesn't maybe mean a lot to a lot of people, but in that, that one moment of time, we got to share something. doesn't change her course of life. doesn't really change mine. But to just give on to others. You just don't know what they're going through. And I really believe in the bigger sphere of things. This is what we should do. This is who we are. Again, we all breathe the same air. We all want our children to live a beautiful life. And sometimes unexpected things happen. And sometimes humanity is not at its best. But that's where we can step in and make the difference. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think I beat that one to the ground. And as always, folks, I just want to thank you for giving us a listen. I truly, sincerely appreciate it. And if you're having a bad day, take a deep breath, do something to change the equation, and t do something for you to take care of yourself. And with that, I want to, as always, thank our good friends at the Pat Metheny Group and Pat Metheny Management for the beautiful music. Uh, uh, there was a question, I, I forgot who, uh, who asked it, uh, I do have two Pat Metheny songs, if not one, at maybe two for the next book that's coming out next year. We'll talk more about that later. That was a question because everybody knows I love my Pat Metheny music. And you can go to patmetheny.com to listen to his pieces. Beautiful man. Thank you for that. And I just want to rem remind everybody that, you know, stay the course. If you're having a bad day, it's only a day. The sun will basically come out tomorrow. Don't give up on yourself. You never know what the tide's going to bring in the next day. And, of course, we always say on the show, as a good humanitarian that we all should be, is that do as much as you can for as long as you can, for as many as you can. In this day and age, with all that's going on, this is the perfect prayer. Believe it or not, I believe it so. It's so important. 
So my good friends, until next time, please take good care. And as always, good day, good luck, and God bless.